0: We live in a time where masculinity is shamed, and men don't know what it means to be a man. As a pastor and counselor, I've spent the better part of my life equipping and training others. My goal with this show is to translate my hard-earned experience into tools and tactics to help you become stronger as a man. This is The Brave Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bellant. Welcome back, Brave co Man, to the Brave Co-Podcast. This week, I have, well, one of my favorite people in the world, my son, Elijah. Elijah, thanks for coming, man.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: What were you doing right before this?
1: Working. <laughs> doing what? The guys are getting back from a job, so just messing around with them.
0: Running chainsaw?
1: Yeah, they're running chainsaw, cutting trees, doing a bunch of burn piles on Red Bluff, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun.
0: Well, when you were young, um, I used to take you out in the woods all the time because I was fighting fire and I'd let you run the chainsaw when you were little. I'd help you. Yeah. And we'd burn piles and spread fire around. And it's so cool because now I get to watch you do that yep, on your own. So um, Laja is the director of Bethel Global Response, as well as you own your own company, Cannon Tree Service. Let's go, boy. Yeah. So if you if you're in Reading and you need some tree work done, Lodge is your man.
1: Yeah, that's right. Call for a free estimate. <laughs> <laughs> you're running a deal or anything like that.
0: <laughs> no
1: deal. No deal. No deal. Yeah. You get what you pay for, that's yeah. the deal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can you can have it one of three ways. Right? Yeah, exactly. Fast and what is it? Cheap
1: and yeah, cheap and fast. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. And
0: me neither. Anyways. Um. Yeah, it's just so cool to watch who you've grown up to mm. be, um, throughout all the years of of fathering you. Like mm. when you were young, I'm so proud of you now because when you were young, uh, you used to have all these ideas about what you wanted to do. Like one yeah. time, I remember, um, it, it was like seven in the morning. I was doing some laundry, which. I don't typically do the laundry, but I was single dadding it. Yeah. And you were probably nine years old. And so I was down there switching the laundry and you came down you're all serious. You said, dad, dad, I need an agent. I was like, oh my God, what? You need what? You said, I need an agent. I said, what do you mean you need an agent? <laughs> He's, he said, I want to be an actor. I need an agent. And I was like-
1: I missed that calling.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i remember telling you like oh son can we talk about this later it was literally seven in the morning You're
1: like bro i can barely make peanut butter jelly sandwiches i, <laughs> I, I ain't getting you a freaking agent <laughs> no
0: and then um i remember you coming down saying that you wanted to start a business yep. i want to start a business a go-kart business And i was like oh man Okay, why do you want to start a go-kart business? Well, Kyle said, Kyle was our roommate and yep. he was older. Kyle said that like starting a go-kart business would be easy and I could make a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You go tell Kyle <laughs> that if it's so easy, why doesn't he start it with you?" Yeah. And I was just yeah, I squashed a whole bunch of your dreams.
1: That's all right. Once I got out of the house, <laughs> it was <laughs> game on.
0: Before you got out of the house, it's so fun to see what your kids become, right? As a dad, like before you got out of the house, we had, um, you'd got your driver's license and we'd helped you get a car. What was it? The Montero? Dude. Mitsubishi Montero?
1: Grandma passed away. Yeah. And I got grandma's car. Yeah.
0: Which was a blessing.
1: It was a $900 Kelly Blue blessing. it was
0: cool but papa poured a bunch of money into it he did
1: yeah he he we uh because the value of the car was so low he's like let me make it up with some some parts on the car which was awesome yeah we put some tires on put a winch bar, stereo system yeah it was good like good bonding time with papa gotta work on a car yeah it was fun
0: and then next thing we know like bam
1: selling it selling it yeah yeah and that's where i mean I wanted all sorts of things, right? So Facebook Marketplace is it's, it's my best friend. But back then it was like, okay, well, how can I make some money? Like I'm, my, <laughs> you're always thinking about how to dude, make money. Money is on, was on my mind. Um, how could I, how could I flip this and get something different? And so, yeah. So basically I had this Mitsubishi Montero. We put some money into it, whatever, and sold it for, I think like 3,500 bucks, 4,500 bucks. Yeah. And, Everyone in the family is like, What are you doing? What are you doing? You're crazy. Don't do this. And then on, I would. Because
0: one thing that you have to know about Lige is like, he's kind of impulsive. So, you know, we're just, and we're just like, Ah, he doesn't know any, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's just buying and selling. And like, you're going to buy something that you can't afford to fix because you didn't have any money. Right. But so, anyways.
1: Yeah. So I would just. So what I would do is I would scour the internet hours. I mean, hours and hours and hours. It didn't matter. Like, yeah. I would spend so much time just scouring the internet, looking for deals, looking for cars. I'd message a thousand guys and say, hey, you know, can I buy your car for a quarter of what you're listening it for? <laughs> and out of the thousand, you know, you'd get one guy who would yeah. be like, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I ended up flipping a ridiculous amount of cars. Yeah, you did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you bought and sold, I don't know, probably ten cars.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Well, just while you're in high school. Yeah, just when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah.
0: And at first we were like, God, what is he doing? What's wrong with him? Yeah. You know, like there's some kind of car addiction. But then you started to make money. Yeah. And drive all these cool cars. And then like eventually kind of the family got together without you and was just like just don't ask them about it anymore. Because no. what you do is you'd buy a car and you'd be like, this is the best car. This is my favorite car. I'm not, I'm keeping this car. And then like
1: a week later it'd be gone. Man. Dude, <laughs> it's hard when you like, I'm such a like, this is what we could do. Like such a dreamer yeah. and a doer at the same time. Yeah. So it's just a bad combo. Cause it's like, I mean, yesterday I went and bought a dirt bike out of the blue and was like, I already have one, but this is a deal. I have <laughs> to drive two hours to go pick this thing up poor Allie's like, like uh-huh. all right like whatever so, you're
0: always in it in it to win it for the deals yeah that's so cool yeah well it's fun we're i'm gonna um i just wanted people to get to kind of know you a little bit and your personality yeah definitely a bit but you're 24 you're married you run your own business you mm-hmm. run bgr yep and um you're just such a great man mm-hmm. and You've been through a lot in life. You've been through, you know, your parents going through a divorce, which is no secret. We've I've talked about it a lot on here. And you work for, you know, the church that your grandpa runs and mm-hmm. your dad works at and your whole family really almost. Yep. And you've had such a unique life, you know. Uh, I thought it would be fun to to bring you on here and yeah, and just ask you some questions about life. There's some younger guys that Listen to the podcast; it'd be cool. Yeah, and definitely. Then some older guys that just be curious about your story, but definitely. What do you feel like? Um, what do you feel like is like the biggest thing that shaped who you are today? That like mm. came out of your past. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, I mean, definitely from my past. You know, obviously with you guys going through the divorce, and then I'd say really from the divorce, life has not been that easy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but. Life after that was not easy, and so you know, with divorced parents, naturally, you know, you're you're doing the switch, and I you know weekly, you're back you're and doing forth, yeah. weekly back and forth, and so just in that, you know, you instantly kind of have to grow up a little bit faster. You know, that 11 year old boy now is yeah. not 11 years old anymore, right? Because he's having to go deal with stuff at his mom's house or. You know, have to go deal with stuff at his dad's house or whatever. So instantly you kind of have to grow up a little bit. But I would say the biggest thing that shaped me into who I am now um, is probably, you know, making mistakes and then learning how to clean them up and Mm. take ownership for that. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, really what that would look like is because I was hurting, because I was young going, you know, going through a crazy time, I obviously would make a ton of mistakes and with you i didn't have an option to not clean up my mistake yeah like there was you know when i went and cussed out my whole class i didn't have an option to not clean up my mess you know and so from that it kind of was like okay if you make a mistake this is what that looks like you know we don't you know you're not going to get a free ride because of Whatever, you mm, know, and so of who you are who your dad is, right? So. Because of who you are, who your dad is, you know, even in high school, you know, go have sex with a girl, and it was like, All right, you made this choice, go get in your car, you're gonna go say sorry to her parents, you know. So it's like, there was no excuse for who my parents were or for my actions or anything like that. And so, you know, now as an adult, you know, making decisions now i know what the cost is yeah. right i know what's going to happen i know what it looks like now to go through something hard and come out of it i know what it looks like now to make a mess and have to buckle up mm. and look at that guy in the mirror and be like all right boy you got to go clean this this up yeah. like, this is a mess that no one else created but you yeah. you know and there's you know, you can you can have all the excuses you want, but it doesn't really matter because there's a mess that you you made. Um, and so I think that's definitely probably one of the biggest things that at least right now is yeah, is kind of shaped who I am is going through those hard times, but then not being a victim to those hard times, but taking ownership over yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I guess if we could all learn that lesson, right? Yeah. Like lay in the bed that you make, clean up the mess that you make. Yeah um be responsible take ownership for your actions like i mean that's a great lesson to learn from growing up right for sure right what do you feel like you're carrying on from like papa's legacy or whatever do you ever think about that like what what's the piece that you feel like you're carrying
1: yeah that's a tricky question i think what am i carrying for papa's legacy i mean honestly i think i do think about it a lot i think more than me thinking about it i think i just wake up and I'm like Okay, I just need to be, I just need to do the best that I can for today, because for myself, it would be really easy for me to think about, this is what Papa's done, this is Mm -hmm. what Dad is doing.
0: Like measure yourself against that? Yeah, and then
1: fall in the, well, I'm not Doing 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 enough, right? And so... You know, especially in the environment that we're in, we get a lot of prophetic words, right? And so it's very normal for someone to walk up, and everyone I think would agree with this, is it's very normal for someone to walk into a room with whatever last name you have um, and and be like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is your calling. You know, This is what you're called to do. Yeah. And if I don't actually know who I am and know who God calls me to be, I could easily fall into what someone else thinks i should be doing yeah right and so i think for you know for the question that you asked i think you know it It really takes me knowing who i am in the lord and also knowing okay what i'm called to do may be parts of what papa are or does um but it also has the permission to look a little bit different
0: yeah that's a battle isn't it
1: dude yeah, you want to get put through the grinder? Show up at ten thirty a.m. on a Sunday service and stay after church.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of the expectations that people have for you, huh? right? Yeah, yeah. I remember being um, uh, probably twenty, twenty-one. You're twenty-four now. Yeah, but being twenty or twenty-one, and Papa had been at the church here at Bethel for probably four years, right? Yeah. So he was starting to get some like. Notoriety and, and we, I was used to Weaverville church. So town of 3000, church of 250, like everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. And so, and everyone's really genuine, you know? Right. And then when I came to Bethel, I remember like, it felt like people were, they would meet me and they would, I would say like, Hey, I'm, I'm Jason. They'd be like, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm Joe. You know, it's good to meet you. And then they'd be like, wait, you're Chris's son. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember at first I'd be like, yeah. And then they would treat me different yeah. from that moment, right? Yeah. And for like a whole year, I got really resentful because I felt like people were being fake. Yeah. And, and or the pressure, right? Like now yeah. I have all this pressure on me right. to perform, to yeah. be somebody that maybe I don't want to be in the moment. And yeah. I got really frustrated and really resentful with that. And then somewhere along the line, I had to reconcile like these people aren't being fake like papa has really blessed them mm-hmm. and they're excited like mm-hmm. they feel blessed to to know me you know and and also to like to not that is so hard to not take on who we th- who we think other people want us to be
1: right and i feel like the biggest thing that i mean I think you definitely have felt this, but I feel like being a third generation PK kid is—you
0: got more pressure.
1: Well, yeah, but more than that is everyone. And maybe I shouldn't put this on everyone, but this is how I feel, which cannot be right. But yeah. everyone knows you. Everyone knows through because of the books, because of yeah. the preachings, because of the teachings. They think everyone they know you. everyone thinks that they know what your life looks like, yeah. and so you know you could easily and and I don't share, you know, there's a lot of stuff on my story that is not mm-hmm. shared, right? We just yeah. there's there's no it it yeah, that we're we not disclose everything. Yeah, we're not disclosing everything. Um like your rash. Yeah, like my rash, bro. I got a gnarly rash. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's just stuff that, you know, that that's that's happened in the past where, you know, you've I've had to go through a lot but people don't yeah. necessarily know that and so i think that's the hardest thing is it's not always chalked up you know to be well we what, all what you want an opportunity
0: is. to to be known for who we really are right, right. that's what feels genuine to us yeah. if people love like i always say this like don't love the future version of me don't yeah. love what you think that i am like love who i am today yeah and but sometimes i don't love who i am today yeah that's the flip side right like yeah that's tricky so sometimes i want to be somebody more than who i really am in the moment and that takes some reconciling
1: definitely yeah yeah that takes a lot i mean and i think i mean when you have nothing to do and i think that's even something that i struggle with now is if the day isn't full with stuff to do Or, you know, if it's a Saturday and I'm not working, or if it's, you know, a Sunday and I'm not doing something, that's where stuff gets hard. Because you you feel what? I think just because I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I think I find my purpose in working. (laughs) Like, my problem, my problem is different. Like, people, some people have problems going to work. My problem is, not working too much. Not working too much. Because it's easy for me to put in work. It's easy for me to work, you know, at 100% for a long time. It's hard for me to want to sit down and just sit down. Well, you know? know What happens when you sit down? Dude, it's just, I mean, you're fighting the battle in your head. I think like, uh-huh. I think what happens and realistically, because there's definitely guys that are feeling this is, you know for me it's i want to go to work i find importance from work i find value in work and it's easy for me to go to work it's really hard for me to come home mm-hmm. or from it's really hard for me to be home when i haven't worked yeah and so that's a constant battle that i have to fight yeah. in my head daily and this is just real is you know i have to fight the the self talk of Bro, you haven't done anything today. You know, mm. like you're in your PJs and it's nine thirty. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> there's trees to be cut, there's yeah. stuff to to be done. You could done. be making money. You could be you hustling. could be hustling. You could be making yeah. money. Um, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. you know, and actually, there's 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 a lot of rest and just you know sitting and and being peaceful with yourself, but. You know, when you don't actually sit down and take, but that when time. you're 24 and and strong, dude, and you just want to go, it's hard to slow that train down. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and I can understand that. Um, yeah, I think on some level, the majority of men struggle with that, right? The you feel so much pressure to produce, mm-hmm. and so much pressure to make sure that the bills are paid, and yeah, and then. Uh, we also have this thing about opportunity, right? Like I could, I could, there's a chance to grow and Mm -hmm. expand and be an entrepreneur. And so there's that piece to it. And then you just have the own like self value piece that says like, I feel better about myself when I'm working, right? when I accomplish something and when I don't accomplish something, it's hard to feel good about myself that day, which is real. And we have to, to pull our self-worth away from, how hard we work or what we accomplish. Right. And, and so separate those two things. I also think for a lot of guys, it's this, like, I feel really successful at work. Mm -hmm. I don't feel really successful at home.
1: 100%. And that's, and that's, I think, I mean, I think with that comment, you're hitting the nail on the head, right. Is we always want to do something that we're really good at, right. Is if I'm crushing it at work or whatever, dude, I don't want to go home and go talk with Allie when I know I got problems and we haven't had sex in a month. Like yeah. that doesn't sound fun, yeah. you know? It's like, I want to stay at work, you know? Yeah. And the same thing, you know, guys get stuck in the, I don't want to go to work because work's hard, you know? Work it's is true. whatever. And I want to stay home because I'm crushing it at home, you yeah. know? And so that's again where it's like, you're looking back at yourself. You're looking at back at that guy in the mirror and you're like, all right, boy. You know, yeah. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, and so yeah, I mean that's a constant battle, and every time you do it, you know, you get better and better and better at it. Yeah. Um, but the easy thing is definitely to do and what stick to at. what you're good at, right? <laughs> and everyone wants to do that. Yeah. All yeah. the
0: affirmation and feel good comes right. from what you're good at. It's true. I have um over the years, I've had to like um, I can't. I don't know if it's Maxwell, but I think that it is. Who said, "Don't work on any strength that's or any weakness that's not keeping you from a strength"? Mm-hmm. Right? Because you just waste time. Right? I'm not going to get really good at playing the piano if right. if it's nowhere in my, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And <clears throat> but over the years, I th- I feel like I have had to confront that thing in me that either doesn't want to go work or cuz i've had both seasons. Yeah. There's definitely seasons in my life. Like when i worked for firestorm fighting fires. Yeah. It was like man all i wanted to do was be at work. Right. Because i had young kids. Yeah. And a young marriage. Yeah. And being at home with young kids and oh, a young yeah. marriage was tough, right? Oh yeah. Kids are so demanding <laughs> and your marriage there's conflict there and i hate conflict. So at work i 'm the boss mm-hmm. at work i'm powerful at work. I get to cut trees and burn fire, and yep. so it's so much easier, right, But then you get confronted with well the reality that if my wife doesn't respect me and my kids don't respect me, mm-hmm. then it really doesn't matter who else respects me right like yep. what else is there in this world besides your right. wife and kids not much everything else a second mm-hmm. and so having to like it takes a lot of courage to. It takes a lot of courage to face something that you know needs work, that you have
1: to work on and not avoid it. Definitely. I think especially nowadays because there's three steps for everything nowadays. Mm. Right? Like if I you know, if I'm going through a problem or if I have a with anything emotionally, financially, spiritually, you know, I can search on YouTube Three steps to get out of this problem, you know, and so instead of actually solving the problem, I'm finding the fastest way out of this problem, yeah, and that just creates a lifestyle of avoiding problems, or it creates a lifestyle of, I mean, you're just not, you're not actually dealing with the problem. Mm -hmm. You're trying to solve the problem now, yeah, you know, and for most of life that's not actually how this works you know this game is not a sprint yeah and uh i think now especially in my generation it feels like every, every everyone wants wants it now everyone you know we want the porsche we want the mansion we want the helicopter yeah you know we but we don't want pain we don't want hard work yeah and you know I want it next week It's true. and if I don't have it next week, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. If I'm not driving a Porsche GT three RS that this guy on Instagram is posting. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, working a blue collar job, you know, whatever. And so I think it's like, okay, instead of trying to find the easy way out, why don't we find, you know, Fix it the right way. No, yeah, let's just fix it the right way. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think that would be easy if it, if the right way was clear. Yeah. Definitely. So sometimes that's the hard part. right? That is a hard part. Like, and you're finding that out with marriage, and definitely uh, is. It's not so clear and cut and easy as like. It's like raising kids. You know, I'm on my second round of raising kids. Yeah. And as you know, like. I thought coming into raising kids again would be like, ah, I've already done it. I've kind of got the book on it, you know, but it's been so different. Yeah. Edie's so different than you were. Yeah. And Liam's so different. And so there's no like clear cut path that I'm like, dang, like I just have to be really diligent every day. And yeah really diligent to show up and like i need god to like help me and Hmm. i have to keep learning and i got to keep getting advice and and i'm the guy that like teaches how to do that stuff right and i'm having to like learn again and and get humbled and all that stuff and i just i do i think that life is so much more about our ability to persevere than it is about our um our ability to 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 like solve a problem and mm. then all the pain goes away like mm. perseverance is so much more a part of the solution than like one answer yeah and that's tough yeah like i feel like that's tough yeah i'm tired definitely <laughs> yeah that just feels like life what do you feel like like you got married young you've been married for three years now mm-hmm. you got married at 21 yep. three and a half um what do you feel like's been the easiest thing? Like, Ooh, this is what I expected. Mm-hmm. And then what's been the hardest thing?
1: Yeah. That's a good question. Oh man. I mean, I think the easiest thing is, you know, coming home to home cook meal and <laughs> you know, like the house is tidy. The house yeah. is, you know, nice yeah. and clean. It's a home. Yeah. Cause I could easily turn that into a bachelor you pad would, in a you minute. You
0: definitely turn it into a bachelor
1: pad. Um, that's probably the easiest thing yeah. is just coming home to, yeah, a nice clean house. I think the hardest thing is, oh, boy. Um, Cleaning that house before you leave? Dude. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not good at that. I'm getting better at that. You could <laughs> ask Allie. I actually am making an improvement. <laughs> I am. I have actually am making an improvement. Good job, um, son. Man, I would think, I I think for myself, the hardest thing is, when i feel like um i'm not when i feel like i keep making messes or i'm or we're disconnected is choosing to come back and connect and so you know what that would look like practically is especially when you have when you both have stuff going on outside of marriage is you know if we're in disconnection because of something that i said which could have very easily happened or something (laughs) that I did, which 95% of the problem is that is if I'm being successful at work, I just won't come home. Like I just won't like, I'm going to stay late. Yeah. I'm going to stay late. Come home at 11. Yeah. Sorry. I know you go to bed at nine o'clock. So, you know, so that's the hardest thing. The hardest thing is choosing to is choosing connection when there is not a lot of connection. Yeah. Right. And papa says and this is a quote, you know, that I have to tell myself all the time is is if you do what you if you do what you want to do when you when you don't want to do it, that's how you have a successful marriage. Yeah. Like if you do what you would do when you're in connection, but you do that when you're in disconnection. Yeah that's going to, your marriage is going to be a lot easier when you choose that yeah. route than if you choose, you know, this, you know, this connection yeah. or whatever, not showing up or <laughs> it's true. Uh, I worked really hard. And then, you yeah. know, you're twisting it on, you know, I'm providing for you. This is why I have to stay home late at work or whatever, yeah. but that's definitely, that. you know, to answer your question, that's the hardest part about being married. At least that I am running into is, just choosing to connect and disconnection. And especially for me, because growing up, I found a lot of connection and disconnection. Well, maybe
0: safety and disconnection. Say that again. Maybe safety and disconnection.
1: Yeah. Is, is my normal is I will actually create disconnection to have connection. Like in my past, I would very easily create a mess so that we could then clean it up and be all good. Yeah. Right. And so I'm so used to. Like, are you talking about the time when you pretended that you were blind? Dude, I mean, there's hundreds of stories. There's hundreds of stories of me. And I took
0: you to the eye doctor.
1: There's hundreds of stories of (laughs) me creating disconnection. Yeah. To want to be seen, to want to be heard, to want to be whatever. To create connection. Yeah. Right. And so when you have that frame of mind for that pattern, yeah. That pattern for, you know, 11 to, you know, I really started trying to dig into this at 22. You know, before you, you really have to think about, okay, am I actually, like, what am I, what is actually my goal here? Like, am (laughs) I creating a problem? Like, am I antagonizing you because, yeah. I want to have makeup sex after this and be all connected or is this actually something that's real? And so, you know, for me, it's like, okay, instead of creating disconnection, instead of creating a problem to solve the problem, why don't I find connection in just connection? Yeah, Like, like expressing where I'm at. Right. Or why not I just be happy with connection? Like if we're good, why not I just be happy with that? Like, it's not all that simple though, huh? It's not. And it's, it's not. Yeah, it is not. Because
0: part yeah. of what happens to us is it's triggered by something, right? right? So I, I get afraid or I feel a little bit of rejection. Yeah, And then that rejection that starts the cycle where I'm like, I go inward into my feelings and Mm -hmm. thoughts and emotions and i start to stonewall and like isolate and i build up this story about her and whatever you know and then before you know and then that makes me angry and feel powerless and i don't communicate and now i'm now i'm gonna act out right like i'm gonna pick a fight or because instead of going like hey I know you didn't mean this, but a few minutes ago, my feelings got hurt. Yeah, and you know, I I love you. I just I just want you to hear that that really hurt my. Instead of doing that, dude, because that takes a lot of courage. What we don't realize is like that takes a lot of courage to go like, hey, hold on, a second ago, what you said, um, r- that really hurt me. It's scary.
1: It's so scary. And here's the thing about emotions is like. Emotions themselves have never killed anyone, right? Yeah. No one's had an emotion where they've died. Yeah. But making decisions based off that emotion has killed people, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. like whether it's actually killed them or killed their marriage or yeah. whatever is, you know, when you're feeling an emotion or when you're feeling something and then you make a decision based off of that emotion, you know, yeah. that's where you could get yourself into trouble. It's trouble, true. especially if that emotion is just a trigger or. Yeah you know, whatever, if I'm just constantly making decisions based off of what I'm feeling and right now, that's going to put me yeah, in yeah. a lot of tricky spots. It's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. It yeah.
0: sucks when, oh, there's nothing worse when you're at work and you know your wife's pissed at you and you got to come home Yeah. Ugh, and like face it. It's the worst feeling in the world. Dude,
1: it's the worst. Yeah. There's not much it's worse. It's
0: worse than that sec- split second that you realize you're going over the handlebars on the motorcycle.
1: Yeah, it's like it's bad, dude. And then and then you add on like a hard day at work or like <laughs> y- your guys are just, you know, do something stupid and yeah. you're just hit tree on the house. Getting hit from both well, not fall a tree on the house, but yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. You're just hit getting hit from both sides. That's a problem too. When it you're is. not successful at work and you're not successful yeah. in marriage. Gosh. Dude. That's a bummer, day That's a bad deal. It yeah, is. that's a bad. Yeah, you you're looking avoid- at that guy in the mirror a little bit different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to avoid that. Huh? Yeah, For yeah. Sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about BGR. Yeah, because um, about the Global Response. Well, maybe you can explain about the Global Response and what you guys do. And yeah, I'll ask some questions about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so Bethel Global Response is basically uh, we're a disaster response team, and you know, kind of our mission is we're we're the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in the midst of a disaster. It's great, and so kind of my life's mission, you know, one of the many things that I wanted to do <laughs> when I was a kid was, you know, and you can attest to this, would be you know, going and helping people and going helping kids in Kenya. You know, I used to always say, "Oh, I want to go help those kids," you know, yeah. and so really now, you know, my calling, my my dream and my vision is to go where no one else is going. And, you know, what that's looked like now is, you know, right now we're on the front lines of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, our previous director has, you know, brought us there, but now we're kind of carrying that on. Um, and so, you know, what that looks like is on the front lines of Ukraine is we're, we're driving to the front. And we're loading people up in the vans or, you know, we're going and preaching in these bomb shelters. Um, we're doing medical aid. We're, we're doing, we're being the practical. And, and the big thing is practically is, you know, my big thing is, is, you know, there, there is there's a role for everyone, right? There's a role for the the people who are praying back at home. You yeah. know, they have a role. There's yeah. a there's a role for the pastors. But then there's also a role for for actually practically going out and yeah. Doing the work, yeah. right, and so that's kind of what our team is 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 doing. Is we're on the front lines of Ukraine. Um, we're, we're we're we have a project in Tijuana where we're housing about eighteen hundred migrants. Um, we're feeding them three meals a day. I'm actually bringing forty doctors um, in and sneaking them across the border. Sneaking them across <laughs> the border. Yeah, right. Uh, we're yeah yeah yeah. Anyways,
0: no. <laughs> I'm not I'd, getting into it on this. Shut up. <laughs> And then were you guys in Hawaii too? Did you do something? Yeah,
1: so we're um and all of this is with partners, and so nothing we do is is obviously by ourselves. It's Mm -hmm. all with partners and everything like that. But we're we're housing about three hundred and fifty to four hundred people um in Hawaii because of the 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 Lahaina fire. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's what we're doing. That's the best. Yeah.
0: Ukraine's wild. Um. Super wild because so like you guys are literally on the front lines Mm -hmm. with like, I remember the last time you went there, you sent me a bunch of videos and you personally could see the front line of the Russian. Like you could see the Russians. Yeah. We're right there fighting Mm -hmm. while you were like trying to rescue people out of homes and like share what that's, what is that like for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a real don't, Make decisions based off your emotions because you know, you know, you, and, and in that sense, it's like you have to really know what you're, you have to really know that why you're there, right? Because if you don't, if you don't have the understanding of, you know, why you're there, then it, none of it makes sense. Like it doesn't actually logically make sense to send a 24 year old American boy to the front lines of Ukraine, you know, yeah. very close to the front lines to be evacuating these people. Right. And so,
0: yeah, I feel that sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but in those moments, you know, it's crazy, but I just feel so much peace. Like I've never felt more peace than when we're preaching or when I'm preaching to 30, 40 people about the love of God and while we're preaching, the buildings are getting shelled, like Rock, like rockets like, are coming in, wow. like meters away. And, you know, and, and mo- almost everyone goes, you know, I thought you guys forgot about us. Like, I thought we were forgotten. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that no one was coming to help us or no one, you know, and it was like, yeah, that is true. Like yeah. the world has forgotten about you. Yeah. But God hasn't, yeah. you know? And so to be able to go to those places um, that no one else is going to and bring the gospel and to bring the love of Jesus to those people is, I mean, there's no better feeling. It's, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean. When do you go back? I go back in a week. In a week. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel good. There's always like a, you kind of like- Gear yourself up mentally. Gear yourself up mentally. Like, yeah, you get ready. Um, A lot of praying. And uh, yeah, I mean, you need to know why you're there, right? And every trip is, you know, you obviously I'm married, right? So Allie needs to feel good with me going just as much as I need to feel good with me going. Yeah. And, you know, if she doesn't feel good with me going, I'm not going. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of work beforehand um, just in preparation and making sure that like mentally I'm good, um, spiritually I'm good. um, Because there's no better, there's no worse feeling than when you don't want to be there, but you're stuck. You're stuck, right? Yeah, you don't want to be
0: stuck in Ukraine.
1: No, that's a bad deal.
0: Yeah, that is a bad deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, so I leave in a week um, and it takes about Ninety hours to get there. (laughs) The travel is worse than being there. That's probably true, dude. There's nothing where I hate the most thing that I hate the the biggest thing that I hate is travel. Is the travel is hopping on that plane, Mm -hmm. sitting there forever. Yeah. So just to get to the front lines is about ninety hours of travel. We're gonna be there for about six days, and then another ninety hours back. Wow. Yeah.
0: So wild. Yeah. Well, you've always, you've always loved, um, danger and taking risks and chasing the thrill Mm -hmm. and then your heart to help people and be compassionate. Like that's probably what you got from me is the, Mm -hmm. like the heart to help the compassion. Yeah. Yeah, You didn't get that from Papa. Definitely not. He doesn't have a heart to help. Nah. Um, What a killer
1: that guy is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But your heart to help is, is huge. And so being able to do that, um, Watching you do that's so fun for me. Like Mm -hmm. I just I'm so incredibly proud of you knowing that, you know, like you're putting your money where your your mouth where your money is, you know? And or vice versa. And doing you, you know, you're doing something that I wouldn't do. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go to the front lines of Ukraine. Like I don't I don't have I don't know that I have that same courage as you do. And I love that. Mm. Like, I just love that you're doing something that is beyond me, you know? Mm. So it's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm so proud of you in that. Um, Yeah. I Probably the last area that I wanted to talk about is your, just your entrepreneurial spirit, because it's pretty cool. Like a lot of people, including me in this world um, would just do one job, right? Like, I would just do BGR if I was Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. but you started this, um, tree business and have just done incredible. Like you've grown the business. Amazing. You guys do such good work Mm -hmm. and you have a really cool team of guys. Like what's it like having your own company?
1: Yeah, it's the best. It definitely wasn't easy from the start. Uh Um, You know, we lived in a, you know, when we started, we lived in a 400 square foot apartment. There was no door separating any part of the the house. And we had, you know six, seven chainsaws in the bathroom. So it was definitely like yeah. humbling beginnings, you know? And so, you know, that didn't last long because my wife wasn't going to be married with me if she had to smell two stroke and that while she's taking a, a shower. But I mean, running a business, there's no better thing. There's no better feeling than doing that, especially when it's going successful. But more than that, having a group of guys that would do anything for you is and you would do anything for them, that's like my biggest thing mm. is is actually having a team of guys who it, you know, it doesn't matter what we're doing. You know, we could be power washing or painting or whatever, but actually having a group of guys where we're all going after hard work. We're all going after excellence, not just at work, but even in our personal life. You know, mm. is we don't just go and cut people's trees or, you know, prune you know, prune, whatever. But I think the biggest thing that we do is we take care of each other. And um, yeah, just watch out for one each other's backs. And so, you know, I couldn't do the tree service business without these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think our biggest thing is, you know, I want, it, it almost is like it's ministry in its own because, you know, when we started the tree service, it was like, okay, I want a group of guys that aren't Christians at all. To be able to come into our environment and because of the way that we're living life, because mm-hmm. of the way that we're doing life, um, you know, they want to be just like us, mm-hmm. you know, instead of having to convince them, they can just come in our environment and be attracted to that. Like that's the kind of environment that I want to set up, that I want to be known for. And so these guys are doing just that. That's awesome. And they're crushing it. Yeah.
0: what do you feel likes a secret to your success um as a boss?
1: yeah, I think a secret to success is you know when when they fail, I take ownership mm. and when they succeed, they succeed mm-hmm. and so that's great, yeah, I think what that looks like is I mean just last month we had probably ten fifteen thousand dollars just in equipment breaking. And that's stuff that's like could have easily been prevented. Yeah. And, you know, when that happens, instead of the typical getting, you know, pissed off or frustrated, I'm is like, hey, let's figure out a plan so we don't do that. You know, creating a culture of, you know, creating a culture that isn't based off of fear, but is Mm -hmm. based off of learning and connection, I think is what's kept the guys wanting to work so hard. That's cool. Because you can ask any of those guys, you know, you can just come out to the job site. We won't even be saying a word to each other, but they're working so hard, Mm -hmm. right? And that's just because they know, you know, what they're going to get. They're not going to get yelled at when something breaks or, you know, they're going to get treated with respect and get taken care of really well. Um, But yeah, that's, I think.
0: What's the hardest thing for you?
1: Hardest thing is... Not getting pissed off when they break something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is being who you want to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is being who you would want to be when it's, you know. Yeah. You're presented with something that's really tough. We, uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't rig something right. And a little log fell straight through someone's roof. And it was like that could have easily been prevented, you know. And so it was like in that moment of wanting to yell, wanting to scream, it was like, Hey, let's stop and figure out why we did that. Yeah. Right. And so that's the hardest thing. And the hardest thing is, yeah, there's a lot of risk in trees. There's, it's the most dangerous job in the world. Like it is the most dangerous job in the world. Right. So it's figuring out how do you get the job done while being safe? Mm -hmm. And, having a bunch of guys that are green come into doing tree work and do it safe, but also do it with excellence. Mm-hmm. And so that's been just a challenge in itself. Yeah. But yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Well, but I'm super proud of you. Mm, thanks. Yeah.
0: And um, it's so cool just to sit down and talk with you and see the trajectory that your life is headed on, mm. you know, like there's so many dads that listen to this podcast. And I remember when you were young, and I was going through the divorce and just watching you kids go through the pain of that. Um, my greatest fear was that it was going to affect you guys so much mm. that it was going to derail your life, or you know, um because so much of that it was unavoidable right you know like i can only control me i can't control everybody and can't control your decisions or whatever and i can't take away your pain i can only focus on mine and and connect with you if you wanted to and so as a dad like you spend so much time worrying and praying and like and you'll know soon because you'll have kids right and doing whatever you can to like give your kids the best life. And Mm -hmm. it's just so fun to watch how the past, like how you're growing up, although it wasn't perfect, like built resiliency in you. Mm -hmm. And then to see you today go after your dreams and your passions to watch you married and fail and succeed and grow is like so incredible thanks dad like you're so far beyond where i ever was at your age mm-hmm. and so many areas of your life and well we're both further along than papa is even right now so definitely <laughs> I'm yeah kidding. we're
1: kicking his <laughs> cuss word yeah his butt
0: <laughs> um so it's really cool i'm really proud of you
1: yeah thanks for having me on and yeah yeah let me share you're welcome Brave
0: co man, if you have a son, let this be a testimony to you of just the yeah being steadfast and and leading by example in your family and also the power of prayer right like so mm-hmm. many days I um just spent time praying over Lodge and the kids and yeah and and just knowing like someday you're gonna your kids are gonna grow up right and they're going to take on the virtues and the values that you embraced as a man. So it's just so important. That's why we show up every single day Mm. uh, to the best of your ability. And gosh, I made so many mistakes growing up and I still make a bunch of mistakes, but God is so good and so faithful to cover those. And so, yeah, it's just what I love. Um, Yeah, so thanks so much for watching this week's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend, like, and subscribe. That helps as well. And leave a comment for us. Otherwise, have an incredible week. We will see you next week on the Braveco podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Braveco podcast. If you like this podcast, would you please rate it, review it, leave us a great comment. And if you like this episode in particular, share it with your friends and family. That helps us to spread the word. Guys, stay brave. We'll see you next week.